Hello and welcome to another episode of Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on top with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, here today to chat once more about the Chicago Red Stars. Also, actually, kind of a check-in a little bit. There's some things we've got to talk about, some things we've got to react to, including the return of NWSL action for the Chicago Red Stars. So there's a lot to get through, and I couldn't do it alone because no one can ever do anything alone. So I'm here today with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. Claire, we're back together doing this, buddy. We are, how are you doing, Sandra? How are you? I'm good. I'm not yeah. going to get this mic and say I miss you, because A, I always miss you, but also B, we are lucky enough to actually be friends in real life. Yeah, we've done actually a pretty good job hang of out. hanging out. Yeah. Uh, and get yeah. to like hang out and do stuff and see yeah. each other and things like that. You know, become season ticket holders for Chicago Sky That's Games right. we together. You know? we're, in a, we're in a financial partership. Well, in many That's... ways, but now an additional <laughs> one. <laughs> We're just, we like, are we're further, just we are in. further deepening our, our financial relationship. Yeah, and, we and are the loving that's... parents of two seats. <laughs> and maybe that's like what we're going to start with yeah. everybody. We're going to say hello. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've missed everyone else. Right. Um, we took a pause, right. We paused some uh, payments in terms of our, our patron community that we've got going on. And in light of doing that, took a pause from producing the podcast for a little while uh, if people want to get updated on the reporting that had happened around the club, we did reaction episodes to that. They can go back and take a look at those and listen uh, to those to sort of get the feedback on that. Um, and we ourselves for peace of mind, peace of heart, right. And, uh, make sure that we were okay. Had to take a second, yeah. um, to, to really kind of step away a little bit. Um, because yeah. it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, I've I found, I mean, straight up, you know, I've I've taken we took a little bit of a break from from Southside Trap. People probably know that I've taken a little bit of a break from the Equalizer podcast. Sandra has has forged ahead with with attacking third, which honestly I commend her because I I found at some point in the off season that I, I realized that for me personally, like I feel comfortable saying that I felt like processing all of this stuff into a microphone was really no longer productive. Like for my own peace of mind, I started getting really, really anxious about, uh, like prior to recording or after recording. Um, and just like the way that we want players to feel feeling, feeling good and feeling whole going into the season, we had to do that for ourselves too. So, um, yeah. And, and just sort of the way the off season went for Chicago, it's very easy to get into a cycle of having to do quick reactions of like very serious things and feel pressure to have like a thing to say about it or a definitive statement, like one way or another, you have to pick a tone. You have to like, there's a, there's just a lot. And, um, and, and I, I felt incapable of doing it for a little bit. So, uh, but we're back and, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, glad to be back. Glad there are games again. Um, and still, still figuring it out though, you know, still some, yeah. some, conf some mixed feelings, right. Going into this one. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think, and I don't think yeah. that's unfair to say, right. I think, uh, the franchise and the club and their supporters, I think kind of find themselves in similar headspaces, right. You know, it, it, it's funny because no, it by no means was like a long off season. And yet mm -hmm. at the same time, it felt like the longest off season ever, right. you know, and in, in NWSL history, I guess especially in, in Red Stars NWSL history. Um, 
but we did. We just wanted to to take some time at the top of the episode to kind of check in a little bit with our our listeners, right? Maybe not so much ourselves and each other, but definitely with our listeners, with our community. This one is going to go out to to our patrons. It's going to go out to it's going to go live public streams. Um, a little bit of a freebie for for everyone just to to let you all know and and sort of get hyped. I think for things that are going to be coming up very very soon, uh, in terms of the Red Stars and their NWSL season moving forward. Um, but some other things did happen while we decided to kind of pump the brakes a second. Um, and we did sort of tease right now about Chicago Sky uh, season tickets. So that's exciting. We're excited about that. We're recording this on a day where there's like a lot of women's things that are happening. Yeah. Uh, which includes like the return of NWSL and Challenge Cup. But there's like women's March Madness. There's like. Uh, women's frozen four that that's happening cricket it's, it's world cup i've been watching cricket world yes. cup in the middle of the night all yes. week having a great time honestly like it's one of those things where it's it's very i'll just say as an adult as an adult it's rare to get like the opportunity to learn a brand new thing the way that i feel like i've learned about cricket over the last two weeks and i yeah, it's like, it's kind of, it feels like reading a new book or something like that. And I'm just like, now I love it and I'm obsessed. So um very into the Cricket World Cup as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's been something nice to sort of close out the, the evening yeah. with because it's been like- I have it on while I'm night. working. I'll be like, I'll be like yeah. tip tapping away on my laptop and and I'll have it's, Cricket on in the background. And it's very it's good soothing. To have it's very <laughs> yeah. soothing to have yeah. on the background. I agree yeah. 100%. I know that uh, we've definitely got like a friends group going on of like, of this Cricket, but it's also like, I'm just too chill in my vibe where it's like, I'm sorry that I'm not as active as it could be, but mm. it really is very soothing and relaxing. I encourage everyone- check it out if they can on uh well espn plus yeah ESPN yes. plus yeah. yeah if you get if you get a second although it's coming to an end so we'll we'll see so well, get, not till the end of the month in. we got like a week and a half yeah. i'm like get, get some yeah. get some games in like yeah. like while you while you still can uh but in terms of nwsl news the challenge cup has returned um preseason has sort of begun its uh transformation right as it's now turning into the challenge cup uh, a regular season schedule eventually dropped. There's the, that's that we have to react to, but this is the Chicago's Red Stars podcast, as as it's always been and always will be. Uh, and something else that happened uh, during our decision to take a brief pause was the Red Stars finally hired a head coach. So just to sort of jump back into the timeline of things here, during the offseason, um, the Chicago Red Stars uh, allowed Rory Dames to uh, resign from his head coaching position uh, to not one, but two national stories broke about uh, his uh, coaching experiences. And uh, the Red Stars said, hey, we have to hire a head coach and we are going to do so. And we are going to uh, start a head coaching cert that's going to have multiple parties involved, uh, we'll, different uh, types of uh, front office folk and, and staff uh board members uh, and former and current players, right? And that they were going to give themselves a deadline of preseason to name that head coach. They then had to make an additional announcement saying, hey, actually, that's not going to happen. We need more time. They had to walk that statement back and say that they needed more time for a head coach. And then about three weeks or so into preseason, the Red Stars went ahead and finally named a new head coach. They welcomed Chris Petroselli as the new head coach of the Chicago Red Stars. So I think just with that, laying it out there, Claire, thoughts? 
Uh, <laughs> where do hmm. we go? Like, <laughs> well, uh, you know, the funny thing is like, kind of like I said, my, the way that I chose to deal with the off season is to have no thoughts for a while. I was like, I cannot think about this team for one second, but, um, you know, he's a very different kind of guy, uh, a little bit quieter. Um, I've, I've only seen him spoken, spoken to him once. I, I was quiet, but present at his introductory press conference. I actually spoke to him earlier today in Chicago's first, I guess, like soccer relevant press conference of the entire preseason. Um, and it, I, he's not going to mess anything up. I think is, I think is the baseline, right. Um, is, is they, they brought in somebody who I think understands certainly the timing of, of when he was brought in and understands also that he has no NWSL level experience. So I think it's good to know what you don't know. And I think he's aware of like the stuff that he needs to catch up on and therefore probably has let the assistant coaching staff and player leaders lead the way which is, um, not, not bad. Right. I think that that's a, a good way to make sure that everyone is, uh, is doing okay. Um, I don't know what that means for them on the field. Exactly. We'll have to see just because the other news, Sandra is babies. <laughs> there are babies that are going to be at for the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, well, we know about Casey Kruger, right? Mm-hmm. Casey Kruger announcing, that uh, she's going to be expecting. And uh, that likely meant that she's going to be taking some time away from the Red Stars, right? But in uh, another fun announcement from the Woldmo family, mm-hmm. uh, saying that they are also expecting as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's going to be more Red Stars. Baby Grady's going to have some baby some teammates. I know. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. It's one of the unique pleasures of covering women's sports that, um, like usually injuries are treated like pregnancy is not an injury, which is my point, but like absences are treated as like, Oh no, they're going to miss. They're missing (laughs) when someone's pregnant. You're like, that's amazing. We'll see you later. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's a little bit of a different energy, right? (laughs) I think when it comes to that, but I mean, it's important to know, I think when we were talking about like, this head coaching search a little bit. We mentioned that we're like, what are like, so like it looked like from the outside that maybe this was a job that people didn't want. Right. Right. But we came to learn that that was actually not true, uh, that the red stars were reached out to right from candidates in terms of trying to ask about the position. Um, and we looked at some of the pros of like taking on this position. One of the things was that you were going to get like a top four midfield, right. Uh, you know, in the league. And that obviously included somebody like a Sarah Waldo. They're still technically a top four midfield in the league. Right. Cause if you're going off of last year's uh, standings. Um, but I just imagined that uh, when this, the, this announcement came to light, right. And Chris Petroselli, I think it maybe didn't look or feel like this type of like big, like, marquee name and lights kind of hiring right um and i think maybe some narrative around it or some perception around it was that it was safe ultimately right um and you gotta maybe wonder if for right now that's kind of where the red stars need to that's the type of lane where they need to be in 
Yeah. I mean, I think there's still a lot about the coaching search that we don't know. I mean, we know what the club yeah. has told us, right. We know they were talking about the intensity of the process. Petricelli yeah. said it was a very intense process. So they had nine yeah. players involved GM. Um, mm-hmm. They got a sports psychologist involved uh, a wide, I think uh, cross-reference of ownership, blah, 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 blah. Um, but there were like rumblings that there were other candidates as well that made it kind of to the finish line. And then they themselves are not sure what happened. So I don't know, you know, I, I, there was some question about maybe a person in Europe who had a visa issue of some kind. I don't know. There were some other candidates, other names. Right. Um, and, and so I, I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, and I think everybody is, I don't want to spend too much time with this, but everybody is, is aware that, um, because Chicago, kind of did a media blackout for so many months. Um, Petroselli's introductory press conference was more about the past than the future as well. It needed to be just because a lot of questions there had not been answered. Um, But that also just means that there's still so much that, that we don't know um, about what occurred over the last two months, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think maybe sort of because of that blackout, maybe that was also people were looking for maybe like that big kind of, right. you know, bright coaching, you know, hiring and and maybe they felt a little underwhelmed by it. But um, in terms of sort of transitioning this a little bit, right? Coming into the preseason as late as he did, there were a couple things in place already, right? So for a long time, uh, they had Rade acting as, as the the acting interim sort of head coach. Uh, Julian Sitch is still part of the coaching staff. Bruce Latrasso. So, uh, this coaching staff, this interim kind of coaching staff that was in place while this hire, like this hiring process was going on, is still part of the coaching staff. So this is the same coaching staff that has been uh, operating things during the preseason, during the off season. That's going in now with Petroselli as the figurehead moving forward into Challenge Cup. As that's now you know upon us so something that happened with these like 10-ish days remaining right for the Red Stars in their preseason with Petroselli was that they participated in that Portland Spring Invitational once more so this was an opportunity for them to actually get some some time out there against some other NWSL competition it was against the Thorns uh, O.L. Reign and the U23s right which we've seen before versions of that Spring Invitational in the past um, and something we noticed throughout it uh was a couple cool things happened was there weren't was wasn't a win there weren't a wins that happened during this spring invitational right that's one (laughs) two is that a lot of new names new faces got some looks right and got some runs out on the pitch shout out to uh ava cook getting a goal uh Mm -hmm. during this uh spring invitational um but we didn't see mal pew uh throughout any of these lineups right no mal pew and no rachel hill and and pew again, just sort of implied in the press conference this morning was I think Pew was just a, an excused absence, maybe just, you know, taking a couple of days off after playing for the U S I don't know. She's also, you know, she's planning a wedding. I think that it's good to give people space. Um, that's not easy to do. No, it's not yeah. simultaneously with all this. No, other stuff. It's very hard. Um, so, so that's, that's really fine. I mean, every Malpew is a known entity. She doesn't need those yeah. minutes. Somebody else does, but um, yeah. Interested in Hill. Don't know yeah. uh, why she was not involved. Uh, hope it's not injury, but we'll find out, I guess, when the injury report is released. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing from Portland, and, and this is just from people that I know that were there, is that I think Chicago, so Chicago's formation 
obviously in 2021 was very off the ball focused. Um, and they pushed numbers forward in the attack. We talked about that a lot, kind of attack by committee. I think they might actually be leaning into that a little bit more this year, just based on some of the imbalances in the roster. And from what I heard from people who saw at least two of their games is, is we might see the fullbacks quite high and Aaron Wright might actually not be one of them. So it might turn into more of a three back um, with, with one person pushed real high into the midfield um, with Wright actually as one of the center backs, perhaps though, obviously the team didn't have Kayla Sharples who should be returning soon. I think, I think Adelaide is no longer um, in the W league playoffs, but um, yeah, I think that they're going to need more numbers for, I think they're just going to try to basically turn the midfield into the whole game, I think. And I understand that. Um, But I think it might, um, we might see the defense have a couple interesting moments is all I'm going to say at the beginning of the season. And it's not their fault. They're trying something new. So listen, uh, I think now's the time, right? Now's the time to try new, to try new things. Uh, They closed out that uh, invitational, right? We're talking about scoring, scoring the goal, not necessarily picking up results, but I think at that point, it's really about just trying to continue your evaluation, right? And I think if you're head coach Petroselli, that's probably your first real big look, right, at some of these players uh, and, and people that you are trying to get to know in terms of their personalities and their abilities on, on the pitch. Um, but a roster was finalized, right? A roster was finalized ahead of the 2022 season. So the Chicago Red Stars in 2022 are going to look as follows for goalkeepers. They're riding with two, uh, Emily Boyd and Alyssa Nair. Uh, Cassie Miller traded late in the preseason to Kansas City Current for $75,000 in allocation money. Uh, So there are now two goalkeepers on the 2022 roster. For defenders, it's eight. Turner Davidson, uh, Casey Kruger listed. Uh, McKenna McManus, a non-roster invitee, a contract offer was extended. Uh, Tatum Alazo, Zoe Morse, Kayla Sharples, Bianca St. George's, and Aaron Wright. Midfielders, they've got Jill Aguilera, Danny Colaprico, Vanessa DiBernardo, Channing Foster, Samantha Fisher, uh, and Morgan Gatra, Alyssa Motz, and Sarah Waldmo also listed, but on maternity leave. And for forwards, Ava Cook, Sarah Griffin, Rachel Hill, Sarah Luberts on loan currently, Yuki Nagasato, Mallory Pugh, Ella Stevens, and Kalia Watt. Uh, not yet roster because she is still uh, rehabbing from her ACL injury. So she did but, post uh, that she's she's jogging. So she's getting We're there. starting to see. Yeah, we're so she's, she's yeah. sharing a little bit. And that, yeah. that's nice to see that uh, getting that like first run in, I think, is always you know, I think emotionally and, it's, it's yeah, pretty like yeah. those rotations and everything yeah. are kind of those, those hit kind of heavy. So yeah. congrats to her for, you know, finding herself in a good headspace to, to want to share a little bit of that. Um, but shout out to Ava cook. I want to say Ava cook. Hi, go ahead and rise. <laughs> yeah, no, Ava cook is cool. You know, I don't know. We'll see what it looks like against like full NWSL competition, but she did, she got a goal off the rain. Um, and she's a really interesting story too. I like her story. She's from Michigan. She's yeah. like Michigan through and through Midwestern kid. She played D two for three years before making the jump to D one at Michigan state. And then after one year in Michigan state was good enough to, I think she was Chicago's first draft pick, right. Of, of the 2022 yeah. draft. Um, mm-hmm. So that rules. That's like a, that's a player that like that you talk about grinding and you talk about like not yeah. taking no for an answer and just belief and all of that sort of stuff. I, I think that Ava cook is a, is a really, really good one. So I'm, I'm excited to see what she can do. Um, 
obviously like, again, if, if Rachel Hill can't play, we're going to see, we're going to see some young players get some time. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, might be Ellis Stevens, uh, might be Griffith, yeah. might be cook. So we're going to something that like, we yeah. like should maybe kind of circle, right. When we're looking yeah. at this roster, Ellis Stevens drafted by the red stars initially Chicago, you know, in Chicago core. Yeah. But she's like, she was, she got drafted as like a D Bernardo type. Yeah. But I think she's going to play forward. I mean, why not push her higher? See what happens, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, th- again, I we've just been like, the, maybe this is the energy that we're going to be carrying yeah. for 2022, y'all, because don't get me wrong. There's absolutely like this roster when it dropped, I absolutely had like a, like a Wayne's world moment where I'm like looking at it and I'm like, hmm, yes, I know some of these words. Yes, right. And it's like, I was like, hmm, yes. I none know of, none of these, these none of these words are in the Bible kind of a moment. It's, yeah. It's like, don't get yeah. me wrong. It's like you go yeah. through and you're like, yeah, you're like, boom, boom, yeah. boom. It's like, I know these ways, right? And right. then there's, right. but on the other hand of it, it's like kind of split, like straight up, like down the middle. It's like, you can have probably like divide up uh, the two sides here and sort of have like your usual suspects and, and kind of the, uh, the newbies, right? But I am excited for for this uh, to happen. I mean, to see, I'm excited. I'm always excited for the Midwest kids to kind of come through and shine, yeah, right? Ava yeah, Cook, sure. Sarah Griffin, you know, out of Purdue, the Boilermaker, mm-hmm. um, getting on this uh, as a college rapid, getting on this, uh, you know, this roster among the forward core. So we'll see. But based on like what we what we have been hearing out of the Spring Invitational, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, we aren't unfamiliar with somebody like an Aaron Wright playing higher up right. the pitch for this team, you know, seeing it with the Red Stars and honestly, like even stemming back into her collegiate days, right? Like kind right. of playing that kind of I, offensive. I asked player. her, I asked her about it literally today and she was yeah. like, well, I'm a forward. So and I was like, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> She's just like, <laughs> she owns it. She owns it. Here's, yeah. here's the yeah. truth. I yeah. am this and I am that. I love and I, it. I am this and I play here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You know what? Who doesn't love a multitasking mom? Like yeah. queen shit, right? Yeah. Like let it, let it rain. Aaron. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Uh, but yeah, this is what it's looking like uh, in terms of, again, finalized roster moving forward for the Red Stars. Uh, we'll see, you know, when it comes up on Sunday, March 20th on Paramount Plus. Right. <laughs> the Challenge Cup kicking off for everyone. The Chicago Red Stars are going to face off and there we have it, a, a central yeah. region, a central division. It consists of Chicago Red Stars, Kansas City Current, racing Louisville FC and Houston dash. So for the general vibe for challenge cup this year, obviously the big, big story line entering it is league is expanding, going from 10 to 12 teams. That means there's three uh, regional groups that are here. There's going to be six games that are actually played throughout uh, this challenge cup. Not so much like, I think it was a four kind of round Robin style previously, but now there's six games, right? People kind of playing each other twice and it's going to be three group winners and whoever is the second high, like whoever's the highest second place team in terms of total points right. will be the fourth team. And then those four teams will go ahead and square off in semifinals to determine a cup finalist and then a challenge cup final. So the Red Stars are going to get their start dun, 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 against the familiar foe in Houston the Dash. This is going to be the fifth time. Dash or Rooney's. Yes, yeah. this is going to be the fifth time. That the Chicago Red Stars start off a NWSL competition or year against Houston Dash, number five. So I'm like, that's interesting. It's got Um, nil-nil written all over it, huh? (laughs) Screaming (laughs) preseason vibes. Let's go. Yeah. Um, It's going to be, they're, they're, gonna be travel so it's gonna be houston who's hosting this one mm-hmm. and there's always been that chatter in the past of like 
oh, the heat's going to sneak up on you and get you, you know, because, you know, A, B or C or whatever reason. Um, and we've seen that before, right? We've seen like maybe fatigue kicking in a little bit from the humidity and stuff like that um, for, for Chicago. But we've also seen, you know, we've seen them like scrap out, you know, a draw, you know, so a scoreless thing could happen. We'll see. I don't know. I think there could be maybe like the potential for somebody to steal one, but I don't know if it'll be Houston and I really don't know if it'll be Chicago. Cause on the other hand, I look at like Houston's attack and like, I'm excited for that too. To sort of they've see got, how that looks. They've got some new stuff going on, right? They've got, yeah. they've, they've pushed Sophie Schmidt back. She's going to play yes, center back with Katie Naughton. Um, obviously we're big Maria Sanchez fans here. Um, yeah. but they're going to figure out what they're doing without Christy Mewis. And, and that's going to be different for them as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of depends on like who, can, yeah, like you said, who can sneak one. Um, but maybe no one does and we get, but, but also maybe <laughs> no one will score. <laughs> there's just, there's just like the predictability around match day one mm -hmm. straight out of a preseason is always funny because the thing that like nobody actually wants to say is that like, actually there's probably going to be some not great looking soccer yeah. that happens over. Nor is it in anyone's best interest to like yeah. go full out, you know, don't it's get like, hurt just chill. the first it's day of the, the challenge cup. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't get hurt. It's the first match day. Also, it's like the first match day of like the challenge cup. So there are things there, right? People are still kind of like, not sure how to perceive it as it is currently exists, right? Challenge Cup going from this very unique thing in 2020 that was created and invented because it is what was needed at the time mm -hmm. at the height of the pandemic during 2020. And then it was kept, right? Because who doesn't love sponsorship and more money into the league? Uh, it was kept in 2020, but very clearly, very much a part of preseason yeah and that's kind of a similar vibe i think with this third edition right although now we now know now that there's a regular season schedule that's now out there we do know that there's going to be some matches that take place as challenge cup is still going on so it's sort of this almost kind of weird hybrid there's not a ton of overlapping things there but it exists so like the there will not be games challenge cup games happening when the regular season kicks off on the 29th, but there will be semifinals that happen on May 4th and then on, on May 7th on a Wednesday. And yeah. then on May 7th, there will be a cup final match, which also has three regular season games scheduled. Yeah. So there's going to be some updates. That's I'm a sure a little bit awkward. We'll find there's out. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some updates a little bit. I'm sure that we're going to have to receive and then share right. And give reactions right. to with our listeners and yeah. we'll do that. <laughs> the, the best thing to comes. do now is just to be like, one day at a time because yeah who knows what's about to happen yeah absolutely 100 yeah. percent um but uh it's, it's something we'll have to to pay attention to uh for sure because the red stars if if not for nothing else can also maybe be a team that is uh full of surprises right and i was yeah. chatting with with claire about this a little bit off mic and i'll bring it here on on the show because we're looking at this 2022 roster and having that moment like hmm, yes yeah, some of these words are familiar it's also it's just kind of like you just at this early at this stage in the season you never really know and i think maybe there are perceptions when you're looking at a roster and you're not able to like pluck out these like you know high stats or high scoring or high whatever types of 
players. And if you're only maybe able to pluck out one or two, you're wondering if there's enough there, right. Mm -hmm. Or, a team to make these sort of deep runs or to make these sort of shock the league kind of moments. But my argument in that was that I think there was some of that around this club last year in 2021, where the perception of this club in terms of the soccer that they were producing was either either predictable or we've heard some people refer to as boring or, you know, just sort of under the radar. And then yet at the same time, this was a team that ended up going all the way to the championship final. So it there, I think there can maybe sort of be some common threads there. And I think this early in the season, I think it's, you know, it's not unfair to say or natural to say that you just, you just don't know right now. We just can't tell. And I don't think we'll really know until the regular season kind of gets kicked off. I think the challenge cup games will sort of just show us some ideas, but maybe nothing actually concrete. Yeah. I mean, my, my main thought, I, I have two, I have two thoughts on this um, prior to games kicking off. One is that, um, you know, nobody get mad at me, but the central division is not the strongest one. Right. Um, it, it's just not. And so that also works in Chicago's favor. Um, I don't really know between those four. I know, don't think there's like a definitive best team. Um, yeah. uh, and I think the the other thought that I have is, and I was thinking about this actually quite a lot this week, um, and I forget why, um, but, you know, we, we talk to coaches and I really enjoy talking to coaches about their, their tactical ideas. And, but I also really like talking to players who have been in the league for a long time about those same things. And to be completely honest, and this is why people talk about the coaching pipeline. I'm not sure there are actually many coaches, even the ones currently in the league right now who have better ideas than the thinkers who are out there on that field and Chicago's got a few of those. And so that's where players. Yeah. And so like, for me, I'm like, we could, we could talk all day about the organizational dysfunction within the Chicago red stars. But when you have three coaches on the field, I don't know, man, it's like really hard to to say, yeah, that's going to be bad, you know, because I don't think that that's true. Uh, yeah. So, I, so I, that's I, kind of my, the basis of like how I'm approaching this. I think. I love that dude. Yeah. I straight up pick on, uh, on what you're spitting. I love it. Yeah. Let's maybe close it out with like a fun one. Give me, give me a usual suspect that mm-hmm. you're excited to see in 2022 and give me a newbie that you want to see. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I mean, I think the obvious usual suspect has to be Danny Colaprico. Um, we found out at the end of last season that she had been playing hurt pretty much all yep. through 2021. Um, and in retrospect, like, it's so obvious. It's so obvious how good she is when she's healthy and what she struggles with when she's not. And so signs, again, from people who saw her play in Portland is that she looks good. She looks great. And so I'm really stoked to see, hopefully, fingers crossed, a healthy Danny Colaprico for a good stretch of this season. And she's important, right, with Woldmo out. Um, and then... Yeah, honest, to be honest, like I'm excited for the real newbies, but I want Ellis Stevens to have a good challenge cup. She's stuck around for a couple of years. She's put her time in. I like her as a person. I I would like for her to, to have some good moments. Um, because with like within and also not feel too much pressure, like a mix, right? I, I want her to have some good moments, but I also want her to like give herself some time to get used to playing regularly because Chicago's subs did not get much time over the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, I, I hope, that. I hope that that approach changes as well. No, I feel that. I think those are 
two really, really good ones. I think for me, in terms of a usual suspect, and maybe, maybe this is hard for people to to <laughs> grasp, but Jenna Davidson, she's going to be entering her yeah. fourth year yeah. with the Chicago Red Stars, and she's going to be around for a little while because this is one of the players uh, that the Red Stars extended a contract to and, and, get, and offered a club-specific contract through a certain amount of time. So she is someone who, for the foreseeable future, be with the red stars and as she enters her fourth year i think looking along that back line right losing somebody like a casey krueger and then sort of knowing or possibly potentially seeing somebody like an aaron Wright pushed higher uh they're gonna need to rely on somebody who's got some experience uh back there and i think that that's gonna fall to uh to the young legend in turn davidson so i'm excited to see what 2022 looks for her as a chicago red stars as they, she also navigates this year as uh, in, in World Cup qualifiers, probably. Um, so that's my usual sp- suspect. And in terms of you know somebody new to keep an eye on, I, I would. I, I haven't heard a lot about Jill Aguilera, uh, but I would like to see uh, you know who she is and like what she is going to bring potentially to this team uh, because she's someone who offensively was a big piece of that Arizona team collegiately. Um, and uh, having her listed as a midfielder, I'm a little curious as to uh, where they sort of see her fitting in. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point too, because I did hear from from people who are in Portland that that they had her pushed back a little bit more. She was playing more of like an eight role. Um, yeah. And so she they're, they're asking her to learn something new. And so yeah. I think that that's going to be a really interesting development project because she was pushing forward more. But like I said, Chicago is going to want like everyone pushing forward. So it's not yeah. that she can't do that, but she's going to have to, I think, get used to the trenches a little bit yep. more. So um, that'll be an interesting project to follow, I think. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Here's to everybody having success in 2022, whether they're a usual suspect or a newbie. We will uh, be back eventually to give you some more thoughts and feelings and processes of of the Challenge Cup. Um, we miss you. And uh, we hope that uh, you're all doing well, as can possibly be. Hope you're doing everything safely, happily, healthily. Um, if you missed us and want to continue to follow us in our work, you can follow us on our respective Twitters. You can follow us on social handles for Southside Trap uh, on Twitter with the uh, one letter P, Southside Trap Pod, or on, Insta- or on Instagram as well. You can find us there. You can find us on streaming services like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, drop us a review. Drop us a rating. If you leave us a five-star, that stuff helps us out so, so much whenever we continue to produce this content. So everybody continue to be safe, make good choices, continue your support of Black players and Black life. And Claire and I will be back soon with some more Chicago Red Stars content for you.